Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Me, where I am obsessed with helping people reclaim their joy, believe in their bodies, and win the food and body battle for good. I'll share with you stories of people who shifted their junk to joy, struggles into celebrations, to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up because on this show, we'll talk truth on topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama B always said, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You guys, I'm so excited to bring this incredible human being to you today. We actually have been testing the feet of um, patients trying to get connected because <laughs> most of you probably don't know that Kelly is the fairy god sister of business building and podcasting and um, I got introduced to her this year trying to launch Cup of Joy the podcast and she's far exceeded anything that I could have ever expected and she is the queen of like not taking no for an answer so <laughs> she is literally tell them tell them what your setup is like right now <laughs> <laughs> okay so after multiple attempts I'm we were at, I was at the library to get good Wi-Fi. That was not the case. So now I'm in the back of the parking lot at the library in the back seat of my car with it on because I'm sweating to death with the AC and the batteries. So my phone is plugged in the, into the USB in the car. And then my mic and laptop are recording us while I'm in the back seat propped up on my huge purse. You guys, we're going we're gonna to get to the nitty-gritty of Kelly's story in a minute, but I literally just wanted to set this up for you because I can't, I can't even begin to describe not only is she a wonderful, beautiful human being, great friend, but she treats her clients just like they are everything. She has a how-can-I-serve-you attitude. This is why she is so epic in business, and she's just determined to find solutions, and I think that it's just such a good testament to who you are, Kelly, and all that you stand for. And as we go through kind of your jump to joy story today, I, I just wanted to set the stage so that people understand, you know, you are so determined to helping others and finding solutions for yourself. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Thank you. I just don't know any other way, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I feel like we have a great story to share today. And um, I asked Kelly to come on here for a multitude of reasons. Um, one being is the topic of variety. Things are really true to me every time I talk to her. She is constantly pivoting, spicing up her life, um, rolling with the punches, literally creating her life story as it unfolds. Um, and I think a lot of times it's really easy for the everyday person to just get stuck in what they think their story is supposed to be instead of rolling with what life is feeling you, feeling you. So I'm really stoked that you were willing to be vulnerable and come on and share your story today. Um, 
Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your Jump to Joy story? Oh my gosh, where do I even start? Well, I think, I think the most recent thing I should talk about is being misdiagnosed with an autoimmune disease and how I kind of created a business out of that and where I am today. I think that's what most people know me for online, but before that, actually, I had a very successful um, career in makeup artistry. I was able to tra the, travel the world. I worked on over 60 cruise ships and yachts doing a craft that I absolutely loved and got to see so many places that I never would have been able to see on my own dime. I've been through the Panama Canal about 17 times now, I think, which is like insane. Um, what? That is a you understand that's a bucket list for so many people. I know. I know. And it's like unbelievable. Like the places that I've been able to go to, I'm so grateful. And I worked really, really hard to get those jobs. I actually created a lot of them myself. I like to create obviously. Um, and that gave me these incredible opportunities and, what was I doing last? So to continue my makeup, I actually launched a makeup line um, nine years, almost 10 years ago here in San Diego where I live now. And that's on hold. I did it for a couple of years. It was great. Um, it was the next step in my makeup career. And, you know, not everything works out. I'm a prime example of, you know, you create something amazing and you think it's going to sell and you're going to be like the next Kylie Jenner. But that doesn't always happen. And something else falls into your lap and you're like, let's go in this direction. And like, honestly, for the longest time, I felt like the biggest failure. I'm like, I had these numbers I was set to hit and like they didn't happen. I sold a lot of product, but what I did do was I launched with 42 SKUs and that's not normal. And um, I mean, nothing in my life is, but I sold a lot of product fast. But when I took a break from that, I got back into luxury travel, which I had been doing for a long time. And I was, you know, like I mentioned in the cruise ships and then I got into yachting and from there, you know, the next step is really private aviation and then working as assistants or on estates for, you know, high net worth individuals. And that was just like my life for years. And I got back into aviation um, here in San Diego and I was offered a job here that brought me to Vegas. So that was um, seven years ago, I got to Vegas and I was there six years, which is crazy. So that's kind of where my new story started. And so I was there working in luxury travel. And then honestly, I just got so burnt out. I mean, if you're talking about serving your clients and serving your guests, you are on call 24 seven doing that. So I think that's why, you know, I really pride myself on being able to serve my clients because like I work hard at what I do, but I love it. I would never do something if I didn't love it. I would quit and I've done it before. Like I've quit jobs. I've walked out. Like that's just, you know, although the last job I did stay for a month when um, I could have just stayed for two because I wanted to prepare the new, the new person taking my position. But from there I got into, um, I dabbled in makeup in Vegas in, uh, for a little bit, but it just, it wasn't me anymore. So I created a luxury concierge company and these elite services that you could only find through me for the people flying in private and, you know, again, high net worth individuals. And then I just started getting sick 
and I couldn't figure out like what was wrong with me. And um, I had these fibroid surgeries I had to get. So long story short, this is where the story starts, where I think everybody that knows me online, just from being online, having a presence on the internet, knows my story and how my podcast started. And really that was, I was diagnosed with MS. Then I was diagnosed with this really rare disease called neuromyelitis optica, which basically you can become blind and paralyzed at any given moment. And when that happened um, three years ago, I didn't know what to do. I then decided if I'm going to make money, it has to be on the internet. And if I can't see somebody's going to, I'm going to have to hire somebody to help me, but I can still talk. That's the thing I kept telling myself is I can still talk. I can make money. And so I brought everything that I've learned over the past 20 something years in business into business coaching. And then when I, that was just when I thought I had MS. Then when I was diagnosed with this NMO, where I would potentially become blind and paralyzed, like within seconds, it can literally happen. I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk all the time. And he's, you know, like the hustle king, like you can do anything. And that's when I was listening to his podcast. And then it dawned on me, why don't I have a podcast? So that's when I launched my own show. And that was two and a half years ago. And then after that, everybody wanted a show. So I created a program. And now that's all I do. <laughs> it's like, literal, crazy. Literal. I mean, you do so much more than that right now because you give your clients far, far beyond just um, setting up their podcast. And just, just a little side note, I had no idea for the people listening that a podcast is not just as simple as like press play and then it magically goes to Apple. This is a process. <laughs> This is a process, and it is really not a paid process at all. You know, we're not breaking in the dollars, um, sharing out our stories here. There's, there's really no, nothing in it. So um, it, it's just so beautiful that we can come on, we can share our stories of kind of where we started and where we're going now, so that people know that they're not alone. I think that's such an important part of this show. And I love what you just said, Kelly. It was like two things. First thing, most people will not quit what they're doing to enjoy what they what is to enjoy life right they're, we're so committed to either our nine to five or we started building an entrepreneurial business and we're like no i'm this far i just have to make this my life being and instead what you've done is gone what's going to bring me joy what's working um and what can i do right now not what what can i what i cannot do I think that that's huge is you, you're, you're laying there, being misdiagnosed time and time again, thinking that you're going to go blind, thinking that you might go paralyzed any second, and your brain is going, what, but what can I do? What can I do? And I think that that's really big for people to hear right now. What can I do? How do you, how do you get to that mindset? What pulls you through that point? Um, well, when you keep saying that, the only thing I can think about is – if you don't like, for me, the first thing that I did was go on Facebook live and tell the world I had MS and then I didn't know what to do, but I'm, I have this for a reason and I'm going to help people no matter what happens. I was severely medicated 
And then, you know, I did rounds of chemo. I was, I had like a metal port. I had blood transfusions. I like lived in hospitals, like throughout this whole time of being sick and I was never sick, but the whole entire time has been documented, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook lives. And now looking, sometimes I do go down and look at those videos and down that, you know, rabbit hole. And on, it makes me so upset because it's not even me. It's like a different person is because I was so medicated, but it is me because I'm sharing my story. And that's the first thing I did was immediately go on the internet and hit live. Like I didn't even know, like think twice about that. And I'm hysterically crying and I'm shaking. And it's because I was on all these drugs. And when you are lying in bed and you think like your time's up, there's nothing else that you can, like you have to, you know, there's so many documentaries where you can, and podcasts where you can hear everybody's story, but until you're physically lying there and you're like, this could be it, or you're getting a drug where you hold your breath and hope it works and like your time's not up, like you have to shift how your mind, like the mind is so powerful. And that's what I've learned throughout this whole experience is like, you can literally do anything you want. You have to work hard or you're never going to get it. That's it. Like you you can create anything you want. Do you want to make money? You got to work hard. Do you want to own a business? Then you have to figure it out. But like you can create and make money any way in this world with the internet and even not even without it. Like you can, you know, do guerrilla marketing or whatever, but it, it's like the power of the mind. And in order to get to that mindset, like you just have to force yourself like to get there and stay there because there's been many times where, you know, you obviously fall out. Like for me, like between going into like a deep depression and having anxiety like that's from drugs and then that's from being like not on the drugs that gave me that like it's hard but at the end of the day you just have to keep convincing yourself like there's no other way that's it yeah one of the things that I love about your story is that I think a lot of people need to understand that we have to make sure that we are giving our life we are giving everything to our own lives first and while you know, I know that it's just because I know your backstory a little bit more, I know that you, you lost some of your support system through some of these really difficult times. They've shifted, they've, they've changed, they've become non-existent, all sorts of things. You know, uh, we talked about before that, that happened to me in my divorce, too, where I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And I had to give everything to myself. And you've had to do the same thing. And I think that that's really consistent in so many of the stories that we're sharing on Cup of Joy because people are realizing that in order to create a life that they love, they have to take responsibility for for their for creating it themselves. And we're going to bump into people along the way who will light and lift us up and be a part of our journey, but we have to know that we are the creators of all of it. And when you want to quit, we've got to shift the mindset and really shift into the what can I do attitude. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like really strict and scheduled and have systems in place like for yourself like I know you have a routine I have a routine like if I don't meditate walk journal get fresh air like I'm immediately depressed like that's my routine I need to have my iced coffee in the morning I need to do like all my little things then I'll have a good day if that doesn't happen I'm like thrown for a loop and like it like it messes with my mind because I've been in such a structured routine almost like military like where this has to happen so that I can move on and I'm still trying to yeah. move on but like that's like I have to do very specific things every day in order for me to stay on track and that's really with anything yeah. in life I feel like Can you talk a little bit about um how do you live that time of life you know living from the space of like 
time could be up at any moment. And when you really feel like you could die at any moment, right? When, when you're living in that time, how do you live the times of life without burning out? Because you've got an incredible podcast, The Happy Workaholic, and, um, you know, you've seen so many entrepreneurs through your business coaching burn out, I'm sure, right? Yeah. How do you live that times up, like, Well, I did burn out a lot of times because all I wanted to do was work and just avoid everything else, like how I was feeling. And I feel like that's very common. And I fell into that. I didn't want to deal with having to go to therapy. I didn't want to deal with having to put together a legal case. I didn't want to have to deal with, you know, being sad every day, like looking back, like, did this really happen to me? Because honestly, it's like a bad dream. Like, I forget sometimes, like, I really lived that (laughs) until, of course, my therapist reminds me every Friday, (laughs) but I'm like, it's just the oddest feeling, but I did get burnt out because I focused so much on my, on my clients and, like, creating things because I wanted to avoid it, but now I have to take care of myself first, and, like I said, do my scheduled situations and morning routines and all that so I can be better and not burn out. And now I'm, I'm really doing more on time blocking and just doing certain things on certain days so that I can actually start to enjoy my life because I don't even know what that looks like. Well, now I'm starting to see it, but my life has just been fighting for years. So now that I actually like am starting to have one, it's like, like, I don't even know how to explain it. (laughs) I love, I love that you said, you know, and not your words, but mine, but using work as a protector Using work, and a lot of people do this, you know, numbing out or distracting is the word that you use, through through overworking themselves, becoming workaholics, um, through over-exercising, even though people think it's super healthy, it's like, oh, well, actually, you're using that as a distractor for, for your feelings, for your emotions. Um, you know, obviously, but one of the big things on here is food and body, so using food as a protector. Mm-hmm. Some people use protector. But I love that you call out work specifically because... So quickly we can go, well, I'm helping other people, I'm helping other people, I'm doing this. But the number one thing is self-care first. And I think that a lot of parents go through this, and I'm not one, and, and you're not one just yet. But a lot of parents go through this having a hard time putting themselves first and knowing what to prioritize because life feels so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So how do you prioritize things? How do you, how do you prioritize what's most important, especially coming from that, meditate a lot and that really helps me and going for walks and just you know obviously being in San Diego like I'm so lucky I'm here and the water is so healing and obviously like you know because we're close now but like even if we weren't and you saw my Instagram you'd be like oh my god that girl's always at the ocean (laughs) but the the water is very therapeutic and I need that like I'm trying so hard to heal like right now more in like the grieving stages so like it's a lot more emotional and like things are coming up from like therapy I'm doing which is crazy like I'm grieving my old life because like it's like someone died like my old self died like I didn't even know like how I got like I didn't realize like I'm two different people like I'm starting to get like my old self back and all I knew was like the fighter version you know in order to take that that piece is so epic what you just said uh mourning and grieving 
the the previous former versions of yourself yeah is so important and a lot of us just try to not um give love and compassion to that version of ourselves because we're just mad at it or we're frustrated that we had to be in that position but really everything is happening for us all the time even the yucky stuff mm-hmm. so that once it's not on the other side we go wow I'm over here now, and I was able to navigate my way, but we have to honor, respect, and have compassion for the version of ourselves that we just get to let go. And I didn't even realize it was happening either. Like for the last month or two, I just have been crying like nonstop. And like, I've always been a cry, like I'm super emotional. Like I'll cry hysterically and be laughing at the same time. Like that's just my personality. But I just will be crying, like staring at the produce at the supermarket. Like what is wrong with me? Like crying over the bananas. And, you know, back to Friday, my therapy on Fridays. Uh, and, she, and my therapist is finally explaining it to me, like why this is happening. So now I can tell you, like, I'm grieving. But, like, before, I didn't know why. Now I know why, and it's still happening. And it's happening a lot. But it's, like, crazy to, like, feel and see when it's, like, your own self and then other people around me. Like, it's just a very, like, outer body experience. But I know it's helping me for sure to, like, move on, you know? Absolutely. When we have to dig into the deeper layers of ourselves and um, to really understand and really feel, I think a lot of people don't want to feel. It's scary to feel. It's scary to cry. It's scary to be angry about things in process, but it's the only way to the other side. That's what I've learned in my experience. It's the only way is to feel your way through. And the more that we just try to ignore it, um, distract ourselves from it, the longer the pain period is going to last and it just won't go away. It, It will pretend to go away and it will continue to surface and seek in little by little by little as your life goes on until you address it. So I love that you're really honest, open and honest about seeking um, seeking support in those areas and really exploring your emotions. It's so beautiful. Thank you. It's hard. You know, people, if anybody ever says this is easy, they're lying, like 100% lying. I mean, I would like to heal. Yeah, I would like to grieve and heal. But unfortunately, you know, I'm going through the legal aspect of being misdiagnosed. So I'm reliving the trauma every single day while I'm trying to heal. So I feel like my tears are like, in the beginning, I'm trying to grieve and heal. But then at the end of the day, it's because I'm angry. Because I'm like reliving the trauma. Like, so it's a little bit of both, but hopefully that will end soon. It will. It, it really will. Because when you address your feelings and you, and you move through, it becomes a lighter version of yourself. It won't feel as heavy as time goes on the more that we address it, which is why I love earlier on you said you were speaking about the second that you were misdiagnosed. But the second that you were diagnosed, you shifted into this vulnerable state and going live on Facebook, sharing your story on any platform you possibly could with the intention of helping others. And it just fits so perfectly into this podcast because the whole point of sharing today and on every episode is to allow everyday people to hear that these stories are real. And I will, I'm hoping that several people will hear your story and find, see themselves in it, know that it's okay to pivot, know that it's okay to go through really scary, difficult medical things and show up for yourself and find solutions. Well, can you share just a, a couple minutes on where you're at right now, if you're able to? I know you've got a lot going on, so if you can't, that's okay. Um, but kind of this next phase of medical stuff in your world. 
how you're facing things head on. So when I learned I was misdiagnosed, I called over 100 attorneys and no one would take my case, primarily because I'm still alive. So if you're not hooked up to a machine for the rest of your life or living with breathing tubes lost in Oregon or you're no longer here, it's hard to get an attorney when there's a cap on how much money they can make. So right. I couldn't find you know, an attorney. Specifically, doctors, or attorneys make a cap on, on your case based on um, what basically your, your worth is going to be if you win. Exactly. And the, the worth is more if the sicker you are. But because here I am trying to live my best life and move on, it's not good. So... I couldn't find an attorney, and I know I know a lot, and one of them told me there's two ways to do this, and so I took that advice, and I spent 30, 40 hours a week prepping six different medical malpractice cases. I taught myself everything. I stayed up, I don't even know how many hours on Google and YouTube, and there's nothing available online for medical malpractice, how to put your own case together. It's all personal injury when you start going down that hole of YouTube and Google, so I went to district court. I figured it out. I then realized when I went to district court back in Vegas, everything I was given was wrong. I took some legal classes. I figured it out again. And then I put, I finished my cases. I went after six parties by myself. Since June 10th, my birthday, I, on a daily basis, was dealing with six attorneys, six paralegals, six insurance companies, and eight investigators because I went after the doctors on the medical side as well as the legal. So throughout running my business, I was like so angry. Like I'd be great with my clients, but then I had to like switch my mind. This is why, like I say, like the mind is so powerful because when you have to be on your A game with clients and you're going through something personal, like you just need to flip the switch and make it happen. I'm screaming and yelling at investigators and people not doing what they're supposed to do. Like I did all of their jobs for them because I wanted to move on quickly. So rather than spend a quarter of a million dollars in court three years later, walk away with nothing, I found another route. And so I'm almost done. Um, I thought I'd be done in like a month. I'm, I'm almost done. And then I'm actually moving forward with someone else that's going to help help me with some other parts of it because I just am getting burnt out. Um, not burnt out. I just, I need, you know, when you know you need help, you need, you need to ask for it and I need the help. So I put in more calls for specific people in the country and they are coming to help me. I don't know. Yeah. That's how much I can say legally, but, um, yeah, this is, this is, that's, Perfect. You guys, I mean, this is what I was talking about when I introduced Kelly today. Determined to find solutions. This is this is a woman who started on a cruise ship, moved to a luxury VIP experiences, created business solution opportunities for entrepreneurs, and now she's she's literally taking out her own medical case. It's like life shows up and hands us junk. And we can either choose to just sit in the shit and try to ignore it or try to push it off, or we can address it head on, go after it. And I'm not saying everyone has to go after this life in the same way that you have, but it is possible to create life solutions on your own. It is possible to be vulnerable on a Facebook and ask for help. It's the other thing about sharing vulnerability on social platforms is when we can't go at it alone, we can share our story and 
and ask for help. So many of us sit in silence and suffer because we're too afraid to just ask for help. You know, I, I've heard stories of some of my mom friends sometimes being like, you know, it would was, it was bring a batch of cookie days to school and I just feel like a mom failed. Well, call, you know, put out on Facebook, hey, I can't make my cookies today. It doesn't have to be a medical case, right, Kelly? Like, it can be the little things in life to do that can be quick and easy wins. Find a solution. Put out on Facebook, hey, mom, I'm struggling getting this dozen cookies to school today. Can anybody help? And I guarantee you, someone's going to bring two dozen cookies, right? But we're too scared to ask for help when we need it. You have to ask. And if you don't, I mean, when I first started going through these doctors, I went through five neurologists in Las Vegas. I then came to San Diego to get a specialist. That's what, what brought me back here because I didn't want to do chemo for the rest of my life. Then he tells me I was misdiagnosed. I fought him on it. I'm like, how are you right? And these five are all, all wrong. And I called in for more help. I got four more neurologists and then one of the top diagnosing experts in the world to call me on my cell phone. I needed every piece of help possible. And that's 10 doctors, very well-known doctors total. And that's just medical. Like it can be cookies. It can be medical. It can be anything. But if you're too afraid to ask, you're not going to get what you want. And I've realized that because I sheltered myself and like isolated myself for years throughout this whole process. And I only trusted a couple people, only a couple people know about like what's really going on with the legal and then like my will and like all these things you have to put into place. But like you have to have a tight group of people in your circle, no matter what, that you can do anything with, ask anything with, but then be vulnerable enough to be able to go on the internet and be like, I need help. Like I created a GoFundMe for myself because I was out of money and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to survive. I didn't know how to pay rent. I set up an eBay store. I sold like so much stuff to pay my rent. And then I was like, you know what? Like I just need help. And I set up a GoFundMe and that paid my rent for months. And I was like really lucky, but I was so embarrassed to do that, but I did it and it helped me along the way. <laughs> I, I think so many times our ego gets in the way of asking for help and it is embarrassing, especially when you're going through such personal stuff. I know that I did for so long during my divorce because I was just embarrassed. Divorce was such a nasty word and people, like I wasn't the girl that was supposed to get divorced and looking back like, who, what, what kind of girl is, you know, no one asked for that. Um, and no one asked for everything that you went through, but had I not been so embarrassed of where I was at and known that so many people were willing to give me love and compassion and um, support me through, I didn't have to suffer in silence the way that I did, and neither did you. So I love that you are willing to ask for help, even when it's embarrassing. Who cares? Who cares if it's embarrassing? If it gets you what you need to move your life forward, towards a life that you truly desire for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the, end, that's the end goal, right? Exactly. And, you know, before I would always, you know, judge myself or judge judge somebody else for like doing something. And now, you know, a lot of my friends are trying to start new businesses. They were stay at home moms for a while and they're trying to do all these things. I'm like, why not? Why can't you do that right now? Get on your computer, yeah. put it up and do it because you can die in your sleep. I always say that. And like, I know it's harsh, but like, Life is so short, and I say this like on the intro to my podcast, <laughs> and yeah. like when you're given a second chance, like you need to take advantage of that. Not many people are given second chances in life, and when you can like rewind, like I wish I didn't do that, I wish I didn't live like that, I wish, you can't live like that, just move on and know that you were just handed another chance, and you can't take anything for granted. Yeah, 
I think that's why I'm even more passionate about everything that I do because, you know, when I launched my podcast, it started off talking about business and LinkedIn because that's all I was doing. But my life with an autoimmune disease to share my story, to show other people, like, if you're sick, you can still work. Here's ways around. Like, I remember updating LinkedIn profiles curled up in a bed, in a ball in my bed, like after chemo, because I just needed to like do something. And then I would like fall asleep. <laughs> like, I, I like I tried, <laughs> but I just feel like right. it's so important to share your story. And that's why I'm so excited about your your podcast because you have to be vulnerable, vulnerable. You have to just like let your guard down and share your story. And when you do, you're going to have so many people come from, you have no idea where sending you messages, sending you DMS, calling you on the phone saying, thank you for that. Yes. The second we are willing to step into authenticity and show who we actually are and what we're actually going through, not just the Instagrammable Pinterest moments, but the true real raw, tears, messy hair, don't care moments. Yep. Those are the moments that we can connect with one another and we can truly heal our own suffering and help someone else who's going through the same stuff. So I can't I, I can't thank you enough for I know that it's not easy to share all that you've been through, but I know that this is gonna help people. I have a couple of questions that I like to ask all my all my guests if you don't mind. And I didn't prep Kelly on this so I'm just talking at you. <laughs> I tried to get them in advance. <laughs> and also, just so everybody knows, Kelly is this magical little fairy behind my podcast. And she edits everything, posts everything, does everything. She does like 20,000 things before it even pops in your ears. So just so all the millions of people can hear this, I love you sincerely. I appreciate all that you do for me to support me. And um, you guys need support in your business, in your podcast, in your life, and you're looking for an energetic ball of fire to just catapult you to the next level, this is your girl. So I'm just going to pitch you here. (laughs) Thank you. And now I'm going to ask you a couple of my favorite questions. Are you ready? Yes, but before you ask me, we need to, I need to take a video and a photo of how we recorded this right now so that we can share that when this episode goes live. Because you could do anything you put your mind to. You can literally do anything, you guys. She tried probably a good 20 minutes trying to get this episode even recorded. I can't even believe it's happening in the back of her car. Like a janky desk in my boyfriend's We can do anything. Anybody can do anything you set your mind to. Yes. Be committed to yourself. Be committed to what you desire and just keep showing up. That's that's it, right? Exactly. 100%. All right. Are you ready? I I think so. (laughs) Okay. They're really easy questions, I think. And you can always take a pass. Okay. So the first question, what does joy feel like to you? Um, I would say happiness. Like, I just want to wake up and be happy. And joy is honestly waking up like dead honest, like being able to wake up and breathe, like that's joy. And then it just continues throughout my day because I'm able to do whatever the hell I want to do now. That's joy. That's, that's perfect. That is so perfect. Um, this one is tricky for a lot of people, but I know you can do it. The first thing that comes to mind, what do you love most about yourself? That I never give up. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Couldn't agree more. And then, 
follow you. Give us, uh, give us a quick little chat on this. What am I up to? Okay, so I'm running my podcasting business. You can find me everywhere online as The Happy Workaholic. My website is thehappyworkaholic.com. All my socials connected there. My podcast is The Happy Workaholic Podcast. But everything you want to learn about me is on my website, thehappyworkaholic.com. You can access all my social channels, my show, my YouTube. Everything is there. What am I up to besides business? I'm trying to heal my body. I'm trying to finalize my cases. I'm actually, because I was representing myself in these cases, going to take the bar next summer to become an attorney so that I can continue to help other patients for medical malpractice cases. That's huge. Um, I went to my uh, first... Just pause right there, everybody. Did you just hear what she said? <laughs> right? Okay, so like traveling the world on cruise ships, now studying to take the bar so that she can help other people Excited, and then I'm gonna fit my adoption in there somehow. (laughs) No babies, toddlers and above has been requested. (laughs) I'm praying for twins, make it happen. I'm putting into the universe. decided to have a podcast to give other women and maybe men, I'm not sure if you're interviewing men down the road, for a platform to share their story. Because at the end of the day, you always say this and it always like hits home where you're like, we're humans. Like we literally are humans. You're going to connect to so many random people you find on the internet and listen to on podcasts that are going to motivate and inspire the hell out of you. And this show for sure is definitely going to do that because I've already listened to and produced the other shows that are coming out and I cried listening to each one. So get ready, you guys. This show is going to be huge. Aw, thank you so much, Kelly. I love you and have an incredible day. Thank you so much. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!